All right, check one, check two. This is it. We are doing it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Oh man, I got a great episode, a great guest coming to you from hot Atlanta. This comedian is so funny, so on point, so in the moment, right here, right now. Super artistic, super creative, but yet super down to earth, coming with pure jokes of fire. <laughs> Give it up for Joelle Johnson, everybody. What up? How's everybody doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Oh, good morning, good evening, good all around the world in the internet and back to you, Joelle. How are you doing yes. in Atlanta this morning? I'm having a great time. I it's it's we're here. It's quiet outside. No one's yelling outside my window. I was just in New York for a month, so it's nice to be back down in Atlanta where I can just be peaceful. Yeah, you just want to eat some peach pie. You want to get some iced tea? You want to see some dandelions? I want to lay down on the lawn and look at the dandelions and feel that peach pie, oh, peach peach iced tea, peach trees. <laughs> Everything's peaches down peaches? here. Do you like peaches? You know what's funny? It has to be a good peach, and they have to be ripe. I don't know when they're in season. I'm not sure oh. about that. Sometimes I get it too early and I bite in and I'm like, I fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah, be all hard. Hard and stiff. But if you catch it right on, there's, there's a certain summer night. Yeah, it's like a week. <laughs> there's a week. There's a week that I found it, that I found it. But it's not always. But they got to be, they got to be old lady like. They got to be just like soft and furry. They got to have yeah. the old lady mustache and they got to have a skin like an old lady. But when you bite into that bad boy, it sings of good, good flavor. A good peach. That's a good flavor. Yeah. So I'm in the peach state chilling. <laughs> What'd you get for breakfast this morning, Joel? What's your morning routine these days? What are you vibing on? Well, I don't do mornings. Um, <laughs> I'm an afternoon girl. Uh, so my routine, I am now into coffee because of my domestic partner. So I wake up in the morning and I 
put fr- like fresh coffee into a coffee grounder, grinder, whatever. That's how you do it. Get and the then big- we have a, a pour over. We got one pour, a little single pour, John. And now I'm 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 silently correcting your grammar with my cup. <laughs> and this is my this is my coffee cup in the morning. And it's funny because now I drink coffee and I forget to eat. It'll be hours into the day before I eat. Oh yeah. I only go on one meal a day. I go a smoothie, a ton of coffee, a ton of weed, and yeah. some banana bread. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and some yes. muffins that are laying around. And then dinner time or late burrito time. So it's yes. late burrito, late sandwich. You know, I like sandwiches, but it's a lot of bread these days. You know, just like if you're just hammering sandwiches every week, it's just a little much. Yeah, I guess so. I because I'll do like sometimes a hash brown in the air fryer. I love the air fryer. Oh, my gosh. You have an air fryer and you go hash browns. Now, do you cut the potato yourself or you get the frozen joints at like the the, they're already pre-cut? Oh, pre-cut frozen joints. <laughs> pre-cut. Do you put the Make them extra in, crispy. Do you put the cheddar cheese? Do you put the cheese? I can't, I can't do cheese. I can't oh, you gotta do get cheese. The cheese. You got to get the onion. And then, you know, no, I do like the regular. I get so excited because I'm going on a potato kick, man. How good are potatoes? I love them so much. I actually have a cousin down here in Georgia who hates potatoes. And we always talk about how she cannot stand potatoes and she can't like certain fries. She can only do like a skinny McDonald's fry. And outside of that, she hates potatoes. But I love potato. I love carbs. Yeah, I do, too. And uh, I, I am watching my health and I'm totally into yoga and everything. But at the same time, I do love a good uh, yeah, McDonald's French fry. I've always said you can't top that. Maybe you could top it. Maybe a weird steak fry with some Old Bay or some seasoned shit. But a a fresh like the large McDonald's in the red carton, just like salted to the bone. Like you're not gonna get any better than that. Yeah, the old school before they started putting whatever the genetically engineered making the French fries last for 800 years out <laughs> in petrified wood. Like before that, because now it's like when I eat them, I have like a coating of whatever grease that is in my mouth. Like they're not enjoyable anymore. But when I was a kid, McDonald's fries. Yeah, yeah. nobody messing with McDonald's except Roy Roger. I'm a Jersey girl. Roy Rogers fries were really good. I had a birthday at Roy Rogers. You don't even know. I had the cowboy <laughs> hat and all that, man. You pull up and you would get a, sh- it would have a holster of fries and you'd pull up on that. Yes, and- it was a fry uh, holster. Yeah, you had the holsters. So on Roy's, you had holsters and Roy's actually had good chicken. A Roy two piece yes. biscuit wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad, it was actually better than KFC. I put Popeye's two, two piece biscuit, above, like right around Roy's is around the same. Yeah, at the Livingston Mall in New Jersey. Every time we went to Livingston Mall, my mother would let me get Roy Rogers fries and a little kitty meal. And I think it was like a little drumstick that would come with it. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. And you grew up in New Jersey or did you grow up in Atlanta? Because I I, I remember you as an Atlanta comic, but you posted up to New York just like strong, like you were in it. Uh, Joelle, yeah. I, I appreciate your hustle. I am inspired by your hustle. And... <laughs> Your positivity, you know, there's very, there's only a few of us. There's only like 12 (laughs) 
nice comedians and you're one I'm of glad I'm, I'm in the nice because in my head I be rude as hell I keep the, the rude thoughts in my head for the most part and now my boyfriend has to hear most of them but I'm a Jersey girl through and through but I'm a, a comedy baby of LA I started in LA then went to Atlanta and came up to New York so now back in in the A for I don't know how long <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the world is so transient right now that, you know, everybody's moving around and bouncing around. Mm -hmm. Like if you have good if you have a good pour over and some Wi-Fi, you could pretty much take care of business from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got back to New York to get back to the stages. And I was like, oh, I miss this. I miss this so much. So I'm just happy we're back on stage, man. Yeah. Have you been going up and out a lot? In New York, I was going crazy. I was at the cellar almost every night and doing like Knitting Factory was back and all of those, all the little shows got, got vaccinated and able to be out in the streets. And then I did my first Atlanta show the other night and it felt so good. Oh, nice. Uh, and you did a TV appearance, didn't you? Just recently during COVID? Uh, yeah, a couple of them actually. Yeah, you were, I you were on Michael. Did you do? Oh, you did some sketch work, but you did a stand. I was thinking of you did either Seth or the Tonight Show, right? You did. I did the Tonight Show. Yes, yes and it was a good set, and it was COVID material, right? It was crazy. Were you the first one back or something? No, the first one back was Mike Vecchione. He was back on um, March the tenth. I did May the 5th, and I think I was the fifth person on May the 5th. Yes, I Cinco de Mayo, Debbie. <laughs> was there a full audience, or was it half studio? Like It uh, wasn't even half. This is very, like, uh, just telling people at home, like, doing a TV spot is, it. it's very intense and awesome to get under your belt, but it's, it's a lot like if you didn't have to do it or it didn't mean so much, you wouldn't want to go through it because it's not the best setup because it's a TV show. There's cameras. It's not a comedy club. It's not flowing. It's kind of like you sit on your mark and you get out there. And you try to rock the best you can. And to do that with just a partial audience. So my hat off, Joel, that's amazing. And I, I mean, I watched it. It went great. And people I heard loved it, too, as well. And it's, I hopefully check out Joel's new album. What's the, uh, it's it's Yell Joy, right? Yes, Yell, Yell Joy drops on Juneteenth, June 19th, that is. Yes. Yes, and you can get the vinyl copy for the artwork if you don't have uh, an actual record player. But yeah, no, I did, it was my second TV set. I'd done Seth in 2018 and doing the Tonight Show out of the pandemic was very intimidating. I was nervous as hell and then, in my first appearance, I was able to bring friends and family and stuff and have a little bit of baby entourage. This time they say, only you, ma'am. You, <laughs> you gotta come by yourself. You gotta make sure your makeup's done. And that's it. And so I, I was just happy that and I already had one under my yeah. belt. Yeah, you already had one on your belt. And then you, yeah, I mean, you, you, did you go out to Chappelle's camp? Did you get invited out there? Did you do that joint? Absolutely you. not. You're just <laughs> everywhere, sorry. But uh, I'm everywhere. everywhere. I didn't get invited you're to that. No. I mean, if somebody has, would you say you did well during the pandemic or was it rough? Um, I'm going to say I did well, but that is because I had therapists. 
I was crushing therapy because it was hard. hard. It was hard, but I did well. And I, you know, I got, I got into a relationship right as the pandemic started. We got it together right before it started. And I was able to cultivate a relationship in a year. So that was great. I was able to be a person. Oh, you're killing it. You're crushing it, girl. You are the queen. You are it, Joel. I'm so proud of you. I've seen you come along and do your thing. <laughs> and uh, I always love, uh, I mean, I'm not to blow up your spot, but I, I would say you're a pro cannabis uh consumer i don't know where you're at these days but i always love i always love smoking herb with you yeah you got i got my little one hitter where you're at with with your herb content these days like everybody kind of fluctuates and as we grow older it all changes and gets legal so with this podcast i i like just to hearing about just like people's morning routine where are you at with your relationship with cannabis um, I am a uh, gung ho, a million percent. And my favorite, my favorite thing about New York, I was saying New York is like Amsterdam and Paris had a baby because the whole entire city smells like weed. There's bikes all over the place. You about to get hit by a bike when you step in the street. Everyone's out eating in the streets. I loved it. Oh, dude, it's loved it. in the park these days, man. It's nothing but love and weed out in the park, man. People are playing instruments and having shows oh. and discos. And I everybody love it. just wants to get out and get vaxxed. I'm glad that the numbers are going. To, it's just been the last two weeks that this has been a drastic change. And, and um, for me, I kind of went underground, like hardcore. But it was great for me. I have a lot of work to do. And I was doing a ton of meditation. I got to hang with the fam. Um, but right now I'm at the point where I'm like, it feels like the doors are swing, especially in comedy business. And you're right at the, you have your finger on the pulse. It feels like the doors have been swung open probably the last two weeks, would you say? Are people charging the gates, trying to get TV shows, trying to get on, you know, or is it, I see tours happening. What's the word on the street down there? Yeah, the last month, I feel like it's been because I got vaccinated in April and then I went straight to California and did a showcase for Warner Media out there. So that was my first time performing. I like hearing that. It wasn't a live, it wasn't a live audience. It was a Zoom audience. Yes, they flew us out to do a Zoom audience. Hey, Warner. Um, <laughs> and then I came to New York. I did Sam J's show for HBO. Pause. Shout out to Pause. Great, Great show. Job. I'm on episodes three and four. I did tonight's show. I taped uh, an episode of Search Party. Oh, nice. And that's yeah. been two or three or five. five. Yeah. <laughs> you never know with the pandemic. I ran into somebody that like they were on season three, an actress that was on season three right when the pandemic hit. And then we're like, we're done. Like, so yeah, they got yeah. through it. And then you got to act in season five on TBS doing acting do you I, i've been doing a little bit of acting and as a comic everybody shuns acting and all that shit but i kind of like it i think it's if you give me two or three or four lines i get to show up eat some doritos chill out for a minute try to hit my mark and get out of there i got no problem with that oh it was a dream i i did i had like five lines it was an absolute dream and you know it's it's low pressure i mean because the pressure's on you but if you only have five lines, it's like, all right, I just got to not stutter. <laughs> I just got to hit. I just got to do what the director's telling me, hit this mark and do it like that. Um, so I was 
I was nervous, but John Early, shout out to John. He's such a sweetheart. He was being so him. encouraging of me. He was just like, oh, Joyelle, you're doing so well. You're doing really well. And I needed to hear that. I really he's did. He's kind of a master thespian. John Early oh, a is thespian. a thespian. He's a good actor. I mean, he's a goofball. And I know John. I could tell his heart and soul. I feel our hearts are connected, that dude. He's always giving me props, even though we're completely a lot of different. But uh, he's a goofball at heart. Like, he's a pure, funny goofball at heart. But he's got acting chops. Like, he likes acting. Chops. Got, he likes Broadway. He knows all the actors. He's, he's hung. He, he know, I mean, he could, he could hang with the best. Dude, yeah, was, I love acting. Who was it? Who was the chick? Who's that hilarious chick? Um, damn, I just like Stephen Colbert used to. Oh, it's S- S- Sedaris. Amos Sedaris. Amy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love John Early. I saw some shit like was she was propping John Early up. And I think Amy Sedaris is like, you know, high level. Like that's on. Some, oh, yeah. That's some yeah. artists. That's some Erica Badu. That, there's <laughs> a white white woman, Erica Badu. Yeah, she's got that white woman, Erica Badu. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be me. And I know it's funky and fresh and you could clown it all you want, but it is what it is. And it's and it yeah. rocks the house. That's what I, that's the energy I love. She's not afraid to be goofy. Yes. Goof mm-hmm. all day. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, this is amazing. Uh, I, I, I uh, actually have the end of my cannabis here. I did this trick. Have you ever done this? You put a couple buds at the bottom of the grinder and then at the end of your bag. Yeah, there's a bottom. If you have a little grinder, there's a pocket. A big one. Yeah. Underneath it. Is there a bottom of it? Oh, yes, under- there is a bottom. Yeah, if you put a couple nugs in there right when you get a bag, that will keep out. So that's what I do. So at the end of my bag, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm out of weed. And then you get that and it's just all covered in keef. And then you're good for the next couple of days. That's my old little stoner uh, hippie trick. Okay. Uh, if you okay. have a grinder, because I've gotten a grinder and I would say I've been... Not mad consistent, but, you know, I got a good one hitter from Marley Naturals. It's a great glass wooden one hitter that I love and it's a great taster. But, um, yeah, you put a couple of those and just forget about them. Just forget about try to forget about them. And then when that day, that's the only thing about herb. It always runs out. <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get to that point where I'm not low key panicking when the herb runs out. I think even Seth Rogen, I think everybody I know, like even Snoop Dogg has that moment like, oh, shit, I think I might be out of herb. <laughs> I don't I don't know that Snoop has that moment because Snoop has a professional roller that he has on, you know, been in California retainer. wide open for a while. But, you know, yeah. you're showing Utah, you have a connection to a flight, you lose your bags all of a sudden and you're in Cornville. Sometimes. Yeah. Cornville. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to get weed, man. You know, down south, sometimes it's how is it in Atlanta? Has it gone legal? Are you still like wigged out if cops roll up, if you're if you're pumping a joint or anything? I believe it's decriminalized down here. Last time I checked um, there, they don't have any stores yet, but I believe it de- it is decriminalized. I don't think yeah. it's legal, but I think it's decriminalized. And nobody super sweats you that hard like. The South hasn't been that. I think Atlanta has always been kind of weed friendly because there's music industry there. Would you say like as long as there's hippies and bohemians like 
Do they sweat? Well, it's, you know, it's funny because people were like, oh, guess what? We can smoke weed in New York now. And everybody's like, all the potheads are like, yeah, like we've been doing. So <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm one of those people that just smokes whenever I feel like it. So now I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get arrested. Cool. Yeah, you never got in any trouble. It was your aura. I did three nights in 2007 for a joint in the Lower East Side. So I did three nights of the tunes. I did a federal holding cell for over Friday, Saturday, Sunday for a half a joint. Oh, because you got arrested on Friday night? Yeah, I got arrested. Oh, my goodness. So I think that gave me trauma, man. Like, that was crazy. I couldn't take a shit for three days. I was in a room. I was about to go to Rikers just for a half a joint and doing a set for like $5, like in the Lower East Side. Oh, my God. That is so terrible. I got arrested in New Jersey and um, we got pulled over. My cousin's car smelled like weed. and She had like ran through a yield sign. And then I didn't I wasn't driving. So I was like, I'm not going to get arrested. And when I got arrested, I was like, what? Why am I getting arrested? I'm the passenger. And I had I had two um, vials of vape on me. So they arrested me for the vapes. Oh, my God. I spend time in a cell, and this is when I found out that my wrist is tiny enough to get out of handcuffs. <laughs> I yeah. found that out. <laughs> found that out. All of a sudden, yeah. I was sitting there like this, hanging out in her cell. Yeah, because they stri- they chained me to a to a bench in a tiny cell, like for a puppy. And I'm sitting here like, first of all, I'm claustrophobic. I'm like, let me get out of these handcuffs. Why y'all got me in these handcuffs? So I got out of the handcuffs. I'm sitting there like I was still in them, but I was definitely out of those handcuffs. And we spent uh, hours because my cousin had a bunch of warrants. You got you to gotta f- figure out which cousin you're going to do illegal shit with because then they get caught. And now I'm in jail in the middle of New Jersey. That's the thing about riding with people in cars, man. It's like... Yeah. And you're taking on their bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's like asking if somebody's vaxxed these days. You got to ask, do you have warrants? (laughs) Should we be bitch? Don't speed with me. Yeah. Don't speed. Do you have weed or do you have an able? Yeah. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. One of my favorite pieces of advice I ever gave, it was impromptu. My little cousin, I know she smokes weed while she drives. And I just told her, I was like, look, commit one crime at a time. If you're going to smoke weed, don't speed. If you're going to smoke weed, put your seatbelt on. Don't run a rent, like commit one crime at a time. And the next time she saw me, she was like, one crime at a time, right? I was like, yes, thank you. That <laughs> resonated. <laughs> you are teaching the children. Uh, hey, you got to uh, meet them where they're at. No, that's very zen. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been meditating and studying. One of the things they are saying, and it, it makes sense because in New York, you try to multitask, especially in comedy. But at the end of the day, you can only do one thing at one time. You yeah. know, even you could stack it. You could try to do multiple things, but really, you know, life forces you to deal with whatever's like, at you know, dealing with you right that moment. Yeah. Uh, have you true. seen any music? I know you're a huge Prince fan. I've been going down a yes. Prince wormhole just like lately, just watching all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, did you ever see him live? No. I was just telling my, my friend who is a musician down here in Atlanta, and we were talking about Prince. I had on my Prince earrings the other day. Yeah. And I was just like, I never, I never got to see him live. And if I can go back in time, if I had a time machine, that would be one of the things I would do. I, I know somebody that was in in First Avenue when they 
recorded Purple Rain. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's heavy, so. man. He is heavy. You know, he's just a bad little dude that could play guitar. And he was sing. little. Yeah, Not he's just a, guitar. <laughs> but he could play everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And he had just a great ear. And he did it for all the right reasons. And like, yeah, man, he's it's a bummer that he left. And I was just saying, like, you're just not going to see that type of talent, like with computers and shit that we got these days. Like he really learned all those instruments, you know, came from parents that taught him, you know, it's just, you know, and then mm -hmm. all the minute then to do a movie and do an album. It's just and they'd be good. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It really was. <laughs> What's the it really was live music you've seen. What was the last you always out? I ran into you randomly one night and we saw Run the Jewels. Do you remember this in Gotham at Gotham Theater? And it was like at Gotham Theater. Do you remember this night? And it was the roots and they were doing it in New York. You know, the Gramercy uh, Gramercy. Yeah. Not the Gotham. Yes. Remember that? And then. The uh, do you remember? Uh, and then uh, Run the Jewels played with them. I remember that. And then I ran into you. Oh, yeah, because you. Yes. Oh, I was just talking. Was that like a Grammy weekend party? Yes. That It was like. A yeah, I was actually and I was uh, scared to run into you. I remember this. I was catering at the time, so I had needed some bread and I was like, I didn't want to run into, I rarely got a catering got job. Like it took me a while to get like side gigs, but I remember like I literally was carrying all this food and then I ran into you and I'm a comedian. So I was like, oh, I, I'm, I, you know, I kept it moving. But uh, that oh. was a sick show. Like that was a sick show. Yeah, did like Miley Cyrus come out on stage at one point? Yeah, Miley Cyrus was <laughs> on stage. And this is like a I small little venue. And I've played there. Like I've done like big shows there. I've done comedy open for Kamal there. I did the marijuana log sold out there. I did Ben's yeah. show there a bunch. And I love that theater. They're very weed friendly. Yes, I love that theater. It's a great theater. I, I opened for Chappelle there once. And oh, who nice. else? Hannibal, I think, did a show with there. Um Great theater that night. Once again, I was just talking about that the other day because one of my friends was um, doing video recording that night. And I was just like, yeah, this one time Miley Cyrus came out of Gramercy Theater. He was like, Roots, I was there. <laughs> I was just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't think I realized you were working. Yeah, I, you didn't realize I kept it low key because I saw Questlove. I literally brought, I worked for Sweet Chick. So I brought all this sweet chick food in because uh, I knew somebody that worked in the kitchen there and I shook my friends down like, yo, who's got side gigs? I need a side gig. And then they were like, yo, you could run some food for sweet chick. So I did that. But the gig wasn't that bad. Like I just took Ubers and brought food and to green rooms and shit. So I remember, yeah, I was a little, you know, self-conscious just because I'm in show business and, and, you know, all of a sudden I'm doing the side hustle, which is a part of the gig in New York. You know, you should never be ashamed. But I was just in my ego was in that place. Well, at least you weren't like serving at a diner in your hometown. And I know, like, I know. You went to high school with or, you know, it's like I worked at Red Lobster when I graduated high school in New Jersey. And one time a bunch of my friends from high, not friends, like people I knew from high school 
And this guy was like, you don't remember me? And I didn't. And one of his friends was like, cause he got fat, right? <laughs> and it turned out to be embarrassing for him. I was the server and that guy got embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome no i like, mean i'll take it my, my sister worked at hardy's for a minute like uh she got she quit you know you know you get those jobs and you just do you it. gotta do the jobs i was a server for six years yeah, oh, i was a server for six years years yeah 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 i did this whole I catered i did all that stuff you gotta do and you and you got a baby you got a baby so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. make this money you gotta make this money i gotta figure it out somehow uh but that was a dope night. And that was like the last time I saw some good music. I'm just feeling, I may go to Jazz Fest this year. I mean, just not do any comedy and just fucking go see some music and see some funk. Last live music I saw might've been, I went to Ben Platt's Radio City Music Hall taping for his Netflix special. Cool. Is that the last live music I saw? I've never I feel like that was right before the pandemic. Venue. Is it weird to be in Radio City Music Hall? That's like 15,000, right? 6,000, I think. Because oh. um, I, I did, I when Chappelle was there, I saw Erica Badu, Chance the Rapper, Lauren Hill. Oh, wow. And, and Anderson Pac and Janelle Monet. Yeah, I got to see a bunch of those shows those there. Those shows are crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those are like the last live music i saw because oh actually no i was on the joko cruise i was on the joko cruise so this is they yeah. were performing on the joko cruise on uh, last year uh who, what band was performing on the joko what jonathan band? colton's band oh wow oh that's it. i thought you were talking about the uh, practical jokers no jonathan oh no Col i did both Who's jonathan colt who who is he i don't know him he is a folk singer that has his own cruise and the nerds i mean when i tell you it's they call it nerd boat they do it every year for a week and like gene gray goes on it every year amy mann was there when i was there oh. um and they and they just be jamming out singing and so they have comedians every year and me and mike kaplan went last year so we were on that cruise ship march 7th to the 14th 2020 do that timeline right was COVID popping or was it not it was right march 7th to the 14th new york shut down on the, the 17th oh i think i remember this and you yeah got I, I keep telling this story because March 7th was the last day that they let cruise ships leave Florida. Oh my God. So we were the last cruise ships that left. They canceled all the cruises after that. And then every time our phones got turned on, it was some crazy news. We were like, are we going to get quarantined on this boat? Is Tom Hanks about to die? What, like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, shit. And Turks and Caicos, we were supposed to go to three islands. Turks and Caicos said, nope, no ma'am, go back to America with that boat. And then Dominican Republic let us on, and then the other island was owned by the cruise ship. So they let us on. But every day it felt like a race to get back home, to get safe, to get to. So, and, and when I went to the airport on the 14th, I was the only person, me and like three other Asians were the only people with masks on in the airport on March 14th. I was like, y'all are playing out here. Oh my. And it God. got back to New York, and the city shut down. Oh, wow, man. That is, uh, you're just lucky to be alive. Like, you've just been oh, yeah. dodging this thing 
left and right. And now you ended up uh, in a part you're with your list out with your domestic partner. Got a great yes. Just been on three TV shows. Uh, everybody yell joy at the top of your lungs coming out. Get it on Spotify. Pandora gives her more money. So if you got Pandora, open that bad boy up and listen to that. You'll definitely. Where did you tape it? I taped it at the Comedy Cellar. So it's all pre-pandemic um, tapings that oh. I had from the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. So you had these. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been going through my old shit and I'm going about to put some sets out on my IG. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, the stuff that was pre-taped before the pandemic is good material because the crowds are so good and they get it out and yeah. it and it's not really it won't depress you because it's not really dealing with COVID. Like, I think it's just a good time to get. I kind of want to do it. That's why I'm going to put out these sets. I kind of want to do a flushing because now I think as we come out of this, you you know, as a creative person, we have to deal with this new reality and there's new yes. jokes and new vibes and new angles happening. So it's exciting. All right, so you don't know how long you're going to stay in Atlanta or you're just going to no. bounce back around. I think I think they need to come back to New York and I need to come back to New York, but I'm going to be back and forth between New here York and there. Because but I'm sure there's entertainment people in Atlanta, but I'm sure like you're better set up in New York for entertainment. But there is like studios and movies and shit happening down there, right? Huge. It's Black Hollywood down here. Yeah. Um, Yes. Everything is popping. Every Marvel, everything is shooting. America there, right? They did that. Coming to America, they shot. Tyler Perry is his his major. So he got a huge, massive deal, like Exxon amount of money. And he put up a a film studio and he's just cranking out like maybe. He has an entire compound. They were able to shoot during pandemic because he has his own compound acres, like about 15 minutes away from my house. And they have apartment complexes on there. And all of his people, the crew and everything stayed like on compound. the compound. And he shot like four shows while pandemic was happening because they stayed quarantined, like didn't let any outside people come in and just heads down shot some shit. Have you ever run into him? Do you know, have you run in any circles with Tyler Perry? Absolutely not. <laughs> just in Atlanta, I would think that it's still like a southern city. So the scene, the power, I guess it is a big city. So the power players, you know, it's just a it's a whole other thing. It's like Hollywood. It's like a whole other thing going yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, I live in the really nice area. So I've heard like Keenan Thompson might have a house around here. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of shit I was trying to figure out. Like, yeah, what's it all? How's the layout happening and who's moving yeah. and stuff? Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm back to New York because the shows are popping off. It just seems like these clubs are opening up and all these uh, new Brooklyn shows are doing yeah, are happening now. So it's uh, in, in terms of stage time and getting stuff done. Yeah, there's stuff happening up here. I can't wait to see. Yeah. You. I hope to see you and we can have coffee soon, Joel. You will see me very soon. You yeah. will. Uh, give a shout out to your new man. Is he a comedian or is he a regular cat? He is a human being. He is a regular, uh, regular human being. And I beautiful. love that. <laughs> I love that too. That's how I'm married too. And uh, I love it. I think it's a healthy move and uh, and I'm I'm happy for you. So thank you for doing this. I, uh, let's have coffee and smoke some herb when you get back to New York. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, doll.
All right, Joelle Johnson, thank you for doing the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I love you. Love you too. All right. Got it? Got it. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, I should be back. Bye.